and welcome to This Inspired Journey. I'm Krista, and thank you so much for joining me. Hello again, my name is Krista, and this is This Inspired Journey. This is my very first episode of my very very first podcast. And I'm excited to be doing this. This is a whole new direction for me. It's a whole new journey. And I'm glad you chose to listen. And I'm glad you chose to come on this journey with me. Hope you'll return with each episode or even check out the blog, This Inspired Journey on Blogspot. So I thought I'd introduce, this episode would be the introduction of the why. We talk about why and why now, and individuals that have inspired me to do this, along with what my format's going to look like, what I plan for it to look like, how often I'm going to provide an episode, and we'll just kind of go from there. So in August of 1980, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease. It's a form of pediatric cancer, and it is of your lymphatic system lymphoma. And when I was diagnosed in August of 1980, I technically shouldn't have lived past five years. Now, I was one of the lucky ones. I was diagnosed in late stage two, early stage three. Um, I would drive in from, well, I wouldn't drive. My mom would because I was six weeks from my 13th birthday. And we would drive in from our small town uh, about an hour from St. Louis, west of it. Every morning, like through rush hour traffic, for about a 10-15 minute radiation treatment. And I got 3,300 rads of radiation. That's a lot. And it's done a lot of damage. And those are some things we'll be talking about as this kind of goes on. The things that I've dealt with that have come across the table with it. Um... But not only did I receive radiation treatment, I was supposed to receive eight 14 weeks on, 14 weeks off treatments of MOP, otherwise known as chemotherapy. And you know it's an experiment when you're getting drugs that are like bencrystine, nitrogen mustard, and just by the feeling that they felt, that I felt with them going into my veins. I don't want to talk too much about that whole experience because those are some things I can go into with some of my guests that I hope to have. So why now? In June of 21, actually keep going backwards to Labor Day of 20, I made the decision in my 30th year of teaching that I was going to retire. And one of the reasons I chose to retire was because I wasn't on my game anymore. I was struggling a lot with organization, with um, keeping focus, and meeting deadlines. And I'm a special ed teacher. And we have to write IEPs we have to, and evaluations, and we have to meet legal deadlines, or we're considered out of compliance. Plus, with all the changes in education, And the direction that it's going or was going then and is continuing to go. And then you add into it the whole COVID part. It was just time for this old teacher to go. Um, 
my focus is on kids and I love them. They're the best. Um, and, and I firmly believe you do what's best for kids. And for the first time in 30 plus years, I made the decision to do what was best for me. And for me, it was to retire and be a substitute teacher. But the process, I have been a long-term follow-up study patient with St. Jude's for about 25, 30 years. And when they started this whole thing, they took on a certain group of people that were diagnosed from like 1970 to 1989. And there were approximately 14,300 of us, almost 14,400 of us. But today I'm in the 50 to 59 age group, and I am one of 2,521 study participants that are left. And that says a lot because I have lost friends who are study participants. I've lost students that were younger than me. Um, because of pediatric cancer, and it means a lot to me that I continue to participate so that St. Jude's can continue to find better treatments, uh, faster treatments um, for kids, because my motto basically is that if I can prevent one student or one child from going through the same hell I went through as a kid, I'm all for it. So I think the biggest part too is I was looking for support. I was looking for information about my health. What happens to us as we go along? You know, I've already had a secondary cancer that we know was caused by my treatments in 1980. Um, based on the location of my radiation, is it possible I'm going to have other secondary cancers? Absolutely. Is there damage to my body, my brain, my skeletal system, my muscles and tissue and different things like that? Um, absolutely. But what I didn't find is there is really just not enough out there for those of us that live. Those of us that survive, that are safe, 56. There's not a lot of information out there. St. Jude's long-term follow-up study provides phenomenal information. Do not get me wrong. But when you're looking for other people to join in with you, you feel kind of isolated. And that's how I felt, is very isolated. Um, I love my husband. I'm in my second marriage. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand the precursors to things where I'm at um the the chemo brain which is in the DSM-5 mind you um the ADHD the memory the ability to remember things um the depression um the anxiety of certain things um if those of you want to count my ums and let me know you can because that's one thing I would like to get better with this episode is coming to you very stripped down it's coming with clubs and all that kind of stuff and enjoy it because it's imperfectly perfect and that's how I view people too so that gives you some of the background is like the diagnosis the why why now um 
I'm going to take a few minutes break, kind of let you chew on some of that information, and then I'll come back and tell you about the person that is my why. So welcome back and thank you for sticking with me. Um, the person that is my why, she was my best friend. She was my sister from another mother, another mister. We were two peas in a pod. Her husband, her Brian, used to call us Ying and Yang and Lucy and Ethel. We liked either Laverne and Shirley or Thelma and Louise. Um, we actually dressed up as Laverne and Shirley one year for Halloween. But we were together for 32 years. We started out as, she was my paraprofessional with me, and we clicked. We clicked. And her family took me in like I was their own. Annie and Papa treated me like their daughter. Um, her sister, Becca, love me loves me today like a sister um and and there wasn't anything that she didn't know about me um so we actually made the decision to retire together in june of 21 we both left our teaching careers mine at 30 years and hers at 25 she actually retired on early out but kind of going back a little bit more in December of 20 seven days before I got married to my Brian her son who was not even 30 yet and was like my child that I didn't give birth to died from COVID complications and that left Sarah broken that left her heart in pieces that a parent can never put back together. I've not lost a biological child or my adopted child. I still have them. But when Doughboy went to be an angel, his next in line sister, Soph, called me to tell me that Bubba was, had gone to heaven, had gone to live in heaven, and was an angel now. And she called me about like 10 o'clock at night. So going through all that with the family, you know, the comfort, the laughter, the crying. Um, so when Sarah retired, we spent literally every day together until she had to start working for her student loans um, to be forgiven. But Andrew had a Jeep. Doughboy had a Jeep. And he willed that to his dad. So Sarah and I would start taking the Jeep out. And we started playing. And we would do different things. Sarah was an elementary ed teacher. Her house was just like her classroom. The decorations changed with the seasons. I am, on the other hand, am a high school teacher and they go up at the beginning of the year and they don't come down until you move out of that classroom so 
we started taking the Jeep out. We started having some adventures. I started recording her a little bit on and I on Facebook, on our personal pages. And then we decided to start Two Moms in a Jeep. And that was our way of honoring Andrew. And we closed every episode, every live stream with telling each other that we loved each other. And that is something that is a gift that I have given the world in that page. It's on Facebook, Two Moms, the number two, Moms and a Jeep. It's a public page. You can go there and you can get to know her. You can laugh with us. You can cry with us. Um, but one of the things that we had decided to do in 22 was to take two moms in a Jeep to the next level. We wanted to make them or make it a podcast and to share um, the love we had for each other, the love we were gaining for life. It was also my way of helping her grieve Andrew and to honor him and find a way to share him in her life every day with joy. And I really didn't realize how difficult that was for her until I had to figure out how to do it for her and with her. Um, on March 7th of 2022, Sarah went in for routine gallbladder surgery. And she had had COVID twice previously, just re right before that, that end of January, early February. And one of the things we know about COVID is it does do a lot of damage to your heart. Um, and she texted me about four in the afternoon and told me that she was home on drugs and going to bed. And about 10 o'clock at night, Sophia called me again and told me that her mom had gone home and she was with Bubba. And I didn't quite understand it at first. Going to try and gather this so you can understand me. And I, she had called and then she disconnected. So I called her back and I'm like, did you butt dial me? And that's when she told me. And my world was forever changed. So, I didn't know what to do with two moms in a Jeep. So, the last thing that we did as a group was, it was Dispatcher Awareness Week. And at our local county dispatching agency, we were able to adopt the dispatcher that took Sarah's call, Katie. And Katie and Sarah has so much in common that it was just, it was, it was meant to be. But the story of Sarah is that at about 6, 6.30 in the evening, she had gotten up to go to the restroom and she was having chest pains and the numbness in her arm and stuff. So they called 911 and we have a scanner in our house. So I should have heard the call go out and I would have known the address. And I believe in my heart that God didn't want me to hear that. 
he didn't want me to go to the hospital and see Sarah after something like this. That she, he wanted my last memory of her to be dropping her off at the dentist. And because she was a dental or a dental assistant, and she couldn't go to the dentist without having Ativan on board. So feeling really happy and tripping, literally, and smiling. She, I dropped her off at her dentist, and she laughed on her way in. And she was smiling, and she was happy. And that is my last memory of her, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So at 8.22 on March 7th of 2022, my life changed forever. So, when this summer came, June, late May of 2023, I had made the decision that I needed to put myself in therapy. I hadn't done therapy since my previous marriage and and didn't really kind of think that I needed it until now. And it was because I realized that a majority of my tribe, all the women that were with me and the people that I would hang out with and would just, they knew me. They know me. And I was back here in my hometown alone. Most of our friends were still working and had nine to five jobs. Some of them had younger kids, so therefore they had to, they had all the activities and stuff. But the first thing that my therapist, my amazing therapist Emily did was she had me go through these five stages of grief or five different things with grief and realizing things. And the last one was how could I incorporate her into my daily life and it be to honor her, to be full of joy. And I had to think back to what I was trying to do in Two Moms in a Jeep with her and Andrew and his loss. So I found myself doing both. I can't do Two Moms in a Jeep. It wouldn't be right. So with the inspiration of my Sarah, I find myself standing here in my backyard with the crickets and the birds and the bugs recording my first episode of this inspired journey. So I'm going to get myself gathered here for real quick, and I'm going to give you guys a few minutes to, or a few seconds to just kind of regroup yourself if you're in the same thing, in the same headspace I am. If you're not, that's perfectly fine too. So thank you. Welcome back. Um, I'm in a little bit of better headspace. I'm at least not crying and sniffling too much. Um, but to get where I've gotten today, I have had to find and sometimes make my own inspiration. I've already identified that I was a pediatric, I am a pediatric cancer survivor and that I've alluded to having a secondary cancer. And, and those are topics that will be addressed down the road. Um, 
they're not really for that in that introductory one this is to kind of give you a kind of general idea um and a, and a way to keep me going forward too and keep me on a path on a trajectory um as buzz lightyear would say i need to fall with it's flying or falling with style um but well this podcast is giving me the opportunity to share my story with whoever chooses to listen to it it also has the goal of me being able to recognize people who have inspired me and and people who continue to inspire me the way i look at how and i flesh out how i want this all to look i want to have them on this podcast with me i want them to be able to have allow myself to be able to tell them why they are an inspiration to me and why they continue to be an inspiration to me but at the same time we all go through our own life and we all go through our own story and our own places and I want them to be able to say hey this inspired person inspired me a lot and and they're one of the reasons why I'm where I am today I've talked to a few people mentioned it to a few people I will have at some point I hope to have Sarah's daughters on here with me um I also hope to have some of our our mom squad her sister back and stuff but I've also talked to in our local county that I live in we've had a sheriff deputy that I knew and know and he was shot on duty and he has continued to recover mentally and physically um he continues to participate and and gone back to his active duty role he did not elect for either getting out or sitting on a desk job he still continues to be a hostage negotiator he still continues to be actively participating and playing roles in the active shooter drills um and and that to me just shows a resiliency and things that are out there I hope to have uh pediatric cancer survivors that I have encountered in my life. Um there are two I would really love to have. If you go to the blog, you will read a story called The Gladiator. And unfortunately, I won't be able to have my gladiator on here. Um you will also eventually encounter a story about a ring and a young man named Trevor. Um I'm reaching out to some people that are relatives of his and I really hope to, that they'll be able to come and share their story also. So I've got a lot of things in my head lined up and places I want to go and things I want to do and that kind of stuff. So ultimately what I'm doing here is I want to positively recognize and honor my Nomi Sarah I want to recognize people that have inspired me. I want to provide you, the listener, the opportunity to share what or why or who things inspire you. And I would like for us all to find joy somewhere. That's a big piece. In this world, I'm a Gen Xer. I can survive anything. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. and it's because of the childhood we had and why we are able to continue to do the things that we do um but i also want to be able to hopefully 
encourage people to do some things. Um, I chose September as the month to drop my first episode because it's Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. And in the United States, ages 15 and under, cancer is the second leading cause of death in children. It is right behind accidents. It's still out there. St. Jude's continues to work tirelessly, tirelessly, I can't say it, tirelessly, sorry. Remember, I'm dropping this podcast as naked. It's just kind of, I'm not, it is, we're not editing. It's just going out there. Um, but St. Jude's does not charge the patients, families. They take your insurance. They get what they get from insurance. And then they absorb the rest of it through donations from people. And, and the story of St. Jude's is amazing. If you read anything about Danny Thomas and Marlo Thomas, his daughter, and the foundations of St. Jude. I would love to go there. I've never seen it. And because of COVID, I probably never will. But St. Jude's does so much. Most of their budget goes into research. It, it goes into hiring competent and, and loving and giving staff and doctors and providing for these families, not just families from the United States, but families from all over the world. There's a local organization in St. Louis if you want to keep things really local. Uh, Friends of Children with Cancer is an amazing organization. So I think we're kind of at that spot where I really would be blessed if you would follow this inspired journey on Facebook or Instagram or both. And that's where you'll hear information about when I've dropped a new blog post or the new episodes are coming up, um, photos from kind of behind the scenes and that kind of stuff. But you can also go and read the blog, thisinspiredjourney.blogspot.com. Please, and I know everybody's like, follow, follow. I just want you to follow because I kind of want to know who's out there listening. I want to be able to connect eventually with you. I, I, you can be wherever in the world you want to be. But I would just like to connect in some way, shape, or form. And kind of thank people and know people are there and they're listening and they're reading. So, thank you. Thank you. I hope you come back for the next episode. I hope you check out the Facebook and the Instagram page. And I hope that you have a chance to read it, the blog. So here I am. I actually re-recorded my first podcast episode. I feel accomplished. I feel my parents are up there looking down and I think Sarah and Andrew and everyone else are looking down and going, she's doing it. No matter what, she's still going to do it. And my hope for this is that someone out there will smile, will feel included, will feel a spark that motivates positive change, 
that something being felt or experienced is validated and that there is some insight into your personal journey for you. So my next episode will drop on Sunday, October 1st. And the goal is to do one once every two weeks, starting Sunday, October 1st. So until next time, what inspires you?